0: Welcome to the KICC Malawi podcast. We pray that you will be encouraged with the message today.
1: Father in Jesus' name, we want to thank and bless your holy name this morning for you are worthy of praise, you are worthy of honor, you are worthy of glory. What a I? What kind of a man you are, Jesus? We just want to bless you we just want to glorify you today. May your name be exalted, may your name be lifted up. Thank you that you love us, oh God, for one simple reason, that you made us. There's nothing else we can do to deserve your love, for you love us in spite of And we pray in Jesus' mighty name that Lord let this truth be ingrained in our hearts to understand and to know that He are our Father, and that He are our God. This morning Lord speak to us, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, be accent in thy sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my routine. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Let's get seated. Let's get seated, service. But before we get into the time of prayer, I just wanted to share briefly on um, a few things and then from there we can pray and pray with understanding. Amen? Amen. So I just want to say thank, thank you so much for coming to church and I pray that the Lord will meet you at your point of need and also at your point of expectation this morning in Jesus name. Amen. Uh, it's great to have Cynthia back. It's good that we can see her again and uh, everyone else has been here for a long time. It's good to have you all back. Uh, for those that are here for the first time, we will welcome you right at the end of the service so that we can pray for you as well. I will share the word as I said briefly, then after that we'll have Holy Communion and uh, we'll proceed with prayer as we partake or after we partake the Holy Communion. Last week I started talking about lessons from the life of Moses. We looked at three lessons, today we're going to look at one lesson. But the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 25 to 27, in the New International Version, the Bible says, by faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. The Bible tells us that faith is a substance of things hopeful, and it is the evidence of things not seen. And verse 2 of the book of Hebrews chapter 11 says, For by this
0: substance of things hopeful, for by this evidence of things not seen, the elders,
1: those that were there before us, those that believed in Christ before us, the Bible tells us they obtained a good testimony. They obtained a good report. One of the things that is going to make you to obtain a good report in life
0: is when you have got this substance of things hoped the evidence of things not seen. To know and understand that he who has promised is faithful and he is able to
1: do that we have said he's going to do in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.
0: And it's high time that we can hold on to that word because God loves us in spite of. Amen. And and it needs to be settled within our heart that God wants to do us good. And the reason why he wants to do us good is for one simple reason that he made you, he created you. And as far as I know, God creates no junk. You are of great value before the Lord. Amen? Amen? So the Bible tells us that when, when Moses understood this concept of faith being the substance of things hoped for, being the evidence of things not seen, the Bible says, He refused. A a point came in his life and he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And last week I said we must grow up because the Bible says when he had grown up, we should not only grow up in physical structure, but we must also grow up in our own walk with God. We must grow up to the point that we can know God for ourselves. And that knowledge of God for ourselves can make us to refuse some things and say, I don't deserve to be in this. Amen. For I know Him whom I have believed. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, by this substance of things hoped for. The things that Moses was hoping for. The evidence of things that he had not seen. The Bible says he left the palace and chose to be mistreated with the people of God. That enjoy the fleeting places of sin. He decided, I'm swapping, I'm making an exchange. And the Bible continues to say that the thing that many do all these things. He regarded the disgrace for the sake of Christ. To be of far much greater value than the treasures of Egypt. He was not afraid to go through disgrace. For he knew him whom he had believed. Hallelujah. And, and I love it because the Bible says there was one thing within him. He was looking ahead to his reward. I don't know what you're looking for, watching And we saw three lessons last week. I said, if you're going to be anything in life, if you're going to be good at anything in life, you have to accept short-term pain in life. And I said, pain, pain is part of life. And I insisted and told you that there is no birth without pain. Whether it's natural birth or whether it's by Caesar. But as long as there is going to be birth, there is going to be pain. If you're going to give birth to anything in your life, you have to accept that you go through some pain. Hallelujah. Whether it's in sports, whether it's in finances, whether it's in relationships. And I insisted last week, I said nothing in life comes easy. Nothing. Including fasting. Fasting is painful. If you're going to... Keep yourself away from fasting. Because it is painful. You ain't going to become any good in life. You have to endure this pain. Of putting your body. Under submission and say Lord I am seeking it. I'm looking forward to what God you're going to do in my life. For I know you are faithful. But when you're sick. I'm not saying fast. If the doctor said, be on a prescription, follow the doctor's commands. Follow the doctor's advice. But come and pray. Because prayer itself is also painful. There are moments when you pray when you feel like not praying. There are moments when you go through the valley and you feel like, I don't want to pray. I feel like God has let me down. But you still pray. Because the only thing we know is prayer. Hallelujah. That's the only thing we know. It's painful. And the Bible says he chose. He chose. You need to make some choices in life. I preached one time about life is about choices. And I can also say today that fasting is also by choice. Prayer is also by choice. But you must understand that if you want to become great in life if you want to become any good in life if you want to do anything good in life you have to accept short-term pain because with short-term pain there is long-term gain hallelujah hallelujah and number two we say moses chose god's values and i said if you want god to use you choose god's Values, Not the values of the world. The fleeting pleasures of sin. He set them aside. Hallelujah. Some associations, he set them aside. And he decided, I'm going to pursue God. If you are afraid of suffering shame for the sake of Christ, you can't live for God. If you are afraid of suffering disgrace for Christ you can't live for God. And when Moses decided I am choosing disgrace for the sake of Christ because it is of far much greater value than the treasures of Egypt and I'm looking forward to that reward. The Bible says he eventually made I said last week that that was a life-shaping resolution. And it was a value-based judgment. Don't make decisions in life without referring to your values. The challenge we have is that a lot of people have no clue what their values are. And because we have no clue what our values are, then we end up leaving other people's values. Hallelujah. If you don't decide what is important in your life, what's going to happen is that people will decide for you and you're going to live your life by other people's values and not your own. And there are a lot of ch- children of God who are not living their life, they are living a life of other people. Amen. And yet, God created you to be of greater value. Amen. And, and yet, God wants to use you. All of us who have cried before the Lord, Lord, use my life for your glory. We have to understand and accept that we are going to go through short-term pain. And number two, we have to understand and know that we have to live by God's values and God's values alone. Just that resolution, make God to use it. When you choose God's values, I can guarantee God is going to use you. You may not become a famous man. You may not become a famous woman. But I want you to know that your life is going to touch lives. There are others that will observe your life from a distance. And you have influence on their life. There are others that you will talk to. And you have influence on their lives. God will begin to prepare a room for you. And one of the things that the Bible talks about is says, you will not stand before an unknown man. Hallelujah. Amen. When you leave God's values. So the question is what really matters to you? What matters to you in this life? My prayer is that you not just leave adding the numbers. Last week I said choose three, if not four, top values in your life. And I said any moment you make a decision and say these are my values, then the devil comes and he comes strong. But you better live by those life. Number three. We said Moses made some intentional resolutions about how to live his life. I said last week, he made a resolution. I'm going to live my life by faith and not by fear. I'm going to live my life by the substance of things I am hoping for. The evidence of things that I do not see. I'm going to live my life by this and I'm not going to live by fear. A lot of people have failed to do things in life because of fear. Hallelujah. There is a choice you're going to face in life. Either live by fear or live by faith. And I insisted and I said the closer you get to God, the more you're going to begin to get filled with faith. The, more, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to get filled by faith. The closer you get to God, the more you'll be filled with faith. The closer you get to God, the more you'll be filled with faith. And the further away you go from God, the more you'll be filled with fear. Because it's not about us, it's about God. Hallelujah. And I said last week, one thing I've known about God over the years, Is that God is not moved by complaints. God is moved by faith. You can complain as much as you want to complain. It will lead you to nowhere. But you can tell God, Lord, I I, I am so determined within me.
1: That even though I don't see this, which I'm trusting you for. I know you will come through for me one day. For one simple reason that you came through for so and so someday.
0: The Bible says according to your faith, let it be done to you. So your faith has got a big impact on what God does in your life. And I insisted and I say what matters is not the size of your faith, but the size of your God. The size of your God. There is no God like Jehovah. Amen. Hallelujah. There is no God like Jehovah. I think the challenge we have is that we see a lot of things. But you know what? The reason why you can't see God is because this earth cannot be able to contain him. The Bible tells us that heaven is his throne. And this whole earth is his footstool. The only place where the foot of God can be able to fit on is the whole earth. Just the foot. It's his footstool heaven is this strong he is a big god and i have told you before that the opposite of god is not certain because god does not have an opposite sometimes we think Satan is equal to god he is not he is a creature Amen. how can that which was created be equal to that which created it just because the devil makes a lot of loud noise he wants us to begin to think that He is equal to God. He is not equal to God. He is no match of God. God has no match. He is God. His name is Yahweh. Hallelujah. He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what we can think or imagine. The devil cannot do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. for one thing and one thing alone to influence your decisions he says let us listen let us reason together Amen. hallelujah yes, he says call, call upon me and i'll answer you and i'll show you great mighty things that you do not know mm-hmm. hallelujah Amen. in exodus 32 this nine, the bible says it's a long story moses has gone up the mountain And he's been there for 40 days and 40 nights. And he's not coming back. And the children of Israel speak to Aaron and say, We do not know what has happened to this man Moses. So in the process of time, Aaron makes them a golden calf. And after he makes a golden calf, they begin to worship this modern calf and they even begin to sacrifice to this calf. And, and Aaron tells them, this is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And yet this God that he tells them brought you out of the land of Egypt, this God that Aaron has taught them, it can talk, it can speak, it can hear. It is the boo And the children of Israel believe, this is our God. This is the one that took us out of the land of Egypt. And God becomes angry. So then in verse 9 the Bible says, And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen these people. And it is, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore, let me alone. I am tired I am fed up. They don't want to change. I'm about to destroy them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And since I'm that my wrath may burn hot against them, and that I may consume them, and I'll make you a great nation. Now I want you to understand what God is saying. God is saying, I still want man. I still want to have a relationship with man. I still want to do good to man. But what I have seen is that these people, I have called my people. They are stiff-necked. So what I'm going to do, Moses, is that I'm going to destroy them. Because my wrath is going to bend hard against them. I will finish them. But what I will do Moses is that I am going to spare one man. And that one man whom I am going to spare is going to be you. And when I have spared you. Then I will begin all of again. And make you a great nation. A kind of nation that people will say these are the people of God. Hallelujah. I want you to know that as you live your life for God, people will be able to say, this is a woman of God, this is a man of God. It's not about being a pastor, it's about how you live your life for God. The challenge we have is we are so obsessed with titles. We think because, hey, no, man of God, woman of God, and this one God, and then there's nothing God in your life. It's about how you live for God. Hallelujah. You don't even need to preach. Your life alone can be a sermon. Hallelujah. It's how you live for God. So when God tells Moses this, possibly if it was another man, he was going to say, (laughs) Lord, me too, I'm tired of them. And and God finished them. And actually, you are running late right now. Just finish them right now. Send send the fire, Lord, send the fire. The way when we are praying, we say, fire, fire. And Moses would have said, Lord, release the fire. Release it now. Release, consume, consume, finish. And Lord, I'm ready. Great nation, I'm ready, Lord. But that's not what Moses does. That's not what Moses does. The Bible tells us in verse 11, Then Moses pleaded with the Lord his God. I don't know whether the Lord is your God. The challenge we have is that sometimes we may be together and thinking that the Lord God is our God, but some of us, the Lord our God is not your God. That's why I don't buy into this thing that people say, Oh no, we all serve one God. No, you serve your God, I serve my God. A Muslim cannot tell me we serve the same God. We don't. A Hindu cannot tell me we serve the same God. No, we don't. You can become as politically correct as you want to, but that's your problem, not mine. I serve Yahweh. I serve the living God. I serve Jehovah, El Shaddai, the all-powerful God. I serve the God who has never been the God who was, the God who is, and the God who is to come. The God I serve is the God that I'm expecting that one day, I will see him face to face. And he will say, well done, our good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. So the Lord says, he began to plead with the Lord, his God. This morning, I want you to call upon the Lord, your God. Hallelujah. So he begins to plead with the Lord. And he says, Lord, And I love verse 13. And he says, remember Abraham, remember Isaac, and Israel, your servants, to whom you swore by yourself, your own self, and say to them, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven, and all this land that I've spoken of, I give to your descendants, and they shall inherit it forever. So the Lord relented from the harm which he said he would do to his people. Hallelujah, when it seemed like God was delaying the people took matters in their own hands. For a lot of us when it seems God is delaying we take matters in our hands and why? Because we doubt God and this morning I want to encourage you don't doubt God he is able. Hallelujah, he is able, he is able. There may be others who have gone ahead of you they seem like they have overtaken you. But Deuteronomy chapter 28 tells us that if we obey and follow the Lord's commands, the blessings of the Lord will come and overtake us and we will see the blessings going ahead of us. We will not see pain. It takes God only one second, one minute. The Lord can turn your life around just like this. And your story can change and can change forever. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Them, but their time is up long time ago, and you can stand here today and plead for other people. You can stand in the gap when you are living good health, when you are walking in good health. Don't think that everybody is walking in good health, don't think so. There are other people who have a tube, the only way they can feed is the tube here, and it goes inside. And you hear the way, even the way they are breathing. You cannot even stand for one second. And, and, and you can stand in the gap and say, Lord, in your wrath, if it is your wrath, Lord, I am calling upon you, remember mercy. Because one thing I have known you is you are a merciful God. You can stand in the gap for other people. You can stand in the gap for people who, are, who, who do not have children. This is because you have got children. Don't take things for granted that everybody has kids. There are others who have been crying before the Lord for years upon years upon years. No baby, nothing. And you can stand in the garden and say, Lord, today I am fleeing. For one thing I know is that every woman wants to hold a baby of their own. And eventually, others eventually, yes, do adopt. But again, that's pleading before the Lord. Because that life you have adopted may never have had the chance you have given that life if it wasn't for you. And you know what the Lord will do? He will reward you. Because, because I want you to know, raising up a child that is not your own is not easy. If these are own, if these are own, <laughs> these are own, that the Lord will say, I'm consuming some of us would be like, hey, consume now. <laughs> our own blood, our own flesh. You can't. There are people who get tired of their kids. I remember in America, there was a child, I think it was around 30 something, and he was still trying to live in his father's house. He went, impregnated a girl, and, and I think the marriage didn't work. He brought even the child of his to his parents' house. The parents had to go to court. Go to court, get the court order, kick him out. And he and know he had the audacity, 30 something, of suing his parents that they have kicked him out of their house, their house. You sue for my house. Sue. <laughs> That one if the Lord was saying, you, "You just wait, let me finish him myself," I think the Bible already finished. But you stand in the gap. And, and Moses, when he gets down, eventually, yeah, he still flew off the handle when he reached the camp. But one thing you know about Moses is that because of his prayer, no one was consumed by God. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Abraham did the same thing for Solomon. In the, in the book of Genesis 18, verse 16 to 32. Mary, when she went to her wedding and there was no wine, she pleaded with Christ. Said, do a miracle, even though your time is not yet, but just do a miracle. In John chapter 2, verse 1 to 12. Hezekiah pleaded with God To add years to his life. In 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 11. These four examples I've given you, they pleaded with God. But they were not pleading with God whilst they were chewing cassava. They were pleading with God in prayer. If you haven't started fasting yet, join us. And the Lord will do miracles in your life. The Lord will do great things in your life. If you can fast because of other issues, At least come for prayer. You know there is something about corporate prayer. There is something. There is something about corporate prayer. There is something. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So let me finish now. In Proverbs 4, 20 to 22, the Bible says, listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. How? What brings life to all those who find them? It's, it, it's what brings life to them, to people. is when they allow the word of God, they listen to the word of God, they don't lose sight of the word of God, and they let the word of God penetrate deep into their heart. Prayer. Is very hard without scriptures. Pray is very hard. If, if you think you can pray without reading the Bible, without referring to a scripture, and, and you just want to say, begin to pray and say, Father, in Jesus' name, I want to thank you. I want to bless you. Uh, what else did I want to say? I want to magnify your name. What
1: else, Lord? What else? Oh, you are, you are great, Lord. Um, what else? Oh, the honor, oh you.
0: what else? Lord? What else? You will be frustrated in prayer. You have to refer to scriptures. From here, you can begin to say, Lord, I have come. You you declare in your word that I should listen carefully to your words. And Lord, as I come this morning, I'm saying, speak to me. So, speak to me, Lord. I have made a decision that I'll not lose sight of your word. And if there is anything else that will try to stand in the way to make me lose sight, the of Lord, of your word, I will not. For when Elisha spoke to Elijah and said, I want a double portion of your anointing. And Elisha said to Elijah, Elijah said to Elijah, if you see me taken up and this to be yours, Lord, today. I am not allowing anything else to make me lose focus. I am focusing on Lord. You have said I should listen to your word. You have said I shouldn't lose sight of your word. Lord, I am praying that let your word penetrate deep into my heart. Lord, my heart is yours. The only thing that should be in my heart, oh, Father, it is your word and your word alone. For your word of God is sharper than the double h sword. I stand on your word. I stand on your word, O oh Lord. I stand on your word, O oh God. For I understand and I know that those who find your word, those who allow your word to penetrate deep into their heart, they find life into that word. Some areas of my life, O oh God, there is no life. They are dead. It's barren. I've discovered a secret. And the secret is your word. And this word is the same yesterday, today and forever. As you did in the life of Joseph. Because you took your word, you can do it in my life, O oh God. Amen. And you want to pray with us, scripture. Which prayer? Hallelujah. Heal me, oh Lord, heal me. Since when I take this word and put it inside of me, you will heal my whole body. Lord, there is no part of my body that you cannot heal. Hallelujah. And you remember these words. You begin to reinforce these words. Otherwise, you end up learning the same lessons over and over again. Finally, in Proverbs 22, 17 to 18, it says, Listen, and I'll teach you what the wise have said. So I want you to hear what the wise have said. The people who are wise... Not the ones who are fools, but the ones who are wise. The Bible says, listen and I'll teach you what the wise have said. Study their teachings and you will be glad if you remember them and can quote them. Did you see me quote scriptures? The Bible says, listen, study, remember, quote. Listen, study, remember, quote. Those are the marks of wisdom. The only thing is that you remember what's important to you. You remember what you love. You remember what matters to you. A good number of us who cannot remember any scripture, we remember who won the Premier League in England last year. And by how many points? And how many goals more Salah scored? We remember all those. Because it's important to you. You remember lyrics of songs. You remember white chukucha, chukucha, You remember. It's because white chucucha, is important to you. Hallelujah. You remember those things because they are important to you. But when you develop a passion for God's word, the truth becomes important to you. And you begin to remember it, you begin to reinforce it, you begin to rehearse it, you begin to review it, and you know what's gonna happen? It will change your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. So, this morning, I just want to read a few scriptures to, to us, and I'll just read them. I'm not I'm not going to take time. I just want you to go to those scriptures. Let's go to Exodus 23. I want you to hear what the Lord is saying, and we're going to stand on these for prayer. Amen. Amen. How many of us have been sick before? How many of you know that you may be sick again? (laughs) All right. But Noah is settled. In Exodus 23, 25 to 26, this is what the Bible says. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. Do you know what God is saying there? Tell me if you if you know what God is saying. Or if you don't, tell me you don't. I've asked the question. <laughs> you don't. Huh? Okay. Huh?
1: You don't. You don't. What he says there is what he means. So he says, you know what on things God says? He says, I, Jehovah, will fulfill the number of your days. Which means
0: you will not die a premature death. The time you will depart is the time that God ordained that you should depart. And in that time, you better be useful for God. The number of your days, be 40, maybe 50, maybe 70, maybe 80, maybe 100, whatever. But you know what? There are people who live for 33 years on planet Earth. Their impact has been more than those who have lived for 110 years. It's not how long you live on planet Earth. It's about how you live for God in the number of days that God gave you on this planet. Okay. Hallelujah. Okay. So that's a prayer point. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. And this one, I want us to read it together. So, go to your Bible. Psalm 103, verse 1 to 5. If you are there, say, Amen. Amen. Okay, let's read it together. 1, 2, 3, go. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities? who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One forgives your iniquities. He heals your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction. If you do not understand, there are people who are meant to destroy you. The only thing that has preserved you is because as the Lord has said, he will fulfill the number of your days. Your life is not in one's hand. Hallelujah. And he says he will crown you with loving kindness and generosity. And he will satisfy your mouth with good things. Your mouth will not produce complaints. Your mouth will produce thanksgiving. You have done great things. Blessed be your holy name. Hallelujah. Psalm 107, verse 20. The Bible says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from distractions, from their distractions. Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5. The Bible says that it declares these words, verse 4, surely, he has borne our griefs he has carried our sorrows yet we have seen him stricken smitten by god and afflicted god is able to bear our grief god is able to bear our sorrow hallelujah what a friend we have in jesus verse five but he was wounded for our transgressions he was bad bruised for our iniquities they chastisement for our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed hallelujah Jeremiah let's go to Jeremiah Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17 this is what the Bible says in Jeremiah 30 17 for I will restore health to you and heal you of your wounds says the Lord some of these wounds may be emotional wounds maybe physical wounds maybe whatever kind of wounds you remember the trauma that our brother Martin shared about God is able to heal trauma. Amen. Hallelujah. God is able to heal wounds of betrayal. God is able to heal wounds of disappointment. God is able to heal wounds of, di- of discouragement. God is able to heal any kind of wound. There is no wound that God cannot heal. Hallelujah. Because they called you an outcast, saying, This is Zion, no one seeks her. The Lord says, I am seeking you. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. I thought you would say Amen. amen. And you can't say Amen. What oh, is man that is so mindful of you? In Acts chapter 10, I've got two more verses after that, and then we stand and pray. Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 10. The Bible says in verse 38. God anointed Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. You know what, God? God wants to do you good. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. I am saying God wants to do you good. I'm saying God wants to do you good. Hallelujah. And God wants to heal all your diseases. Hallelujah in romans chapter 8 verse 11 the bible says in that verse verse 11 but if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead dwells in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit which dwells in you amen Amen. finally 3, 3 John 2. 3 John 2. In 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. How many things does God want you to prosper in? All Can you answer me? How many things does God want you to prosper in? And what does all things mean? All things. What does all things mean? All things. What does all things mean? Let's pray for the Holy Communion. Father, we pray right now for the Holy Communion. Because your blood was shed, your body was broken, that we prosper in all things, be in good health, prosper as our soul prospers. We pray today in Jesus, mighty name that God, you are able to do mighty things, great things, awesome things. This bread represents your body. This drink represents your blood. And Lord, the Bible tells us in Revelation, The enemy was overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of thy testimony. Today, as we declare the blood of Jesus, we want to speak, Lord, That let the blood speak on our behalf in places where we cannot speak for ourselves. Let us speak in the boardrooms. Let us speak in places where people have met. Let us me speak where people have made and making decisions concerning our lives. Let your blood speak on your behalf of God. And let your blood I'm grant us mercy in the mighty name Christ. of the Lord Jesus Christ this week.